And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News! Show Me Your News is a gaming podcast that started in July 2007, and uh, it basically its intent was to cover the news regarding Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the popular Nintendo title, and uh, there was the website, this is Smash Brothers Dojo, which uh, released weekday updates, and the point of Show Me Your News was to cover, uh, on the weekends, to cover all those updates, and um, we ran through Smashboards.com, the Smashboard forums, which is the top uh, Super Smash Brothers community online, and um, now we're our own entity at showmenews.com. I'd like to introduce my uh, my co-host for this panel. I have to work with the mic, but okay. Um, my name is Mark Spatia, his brother. Um, so yeah, I've been with Show Me News all along, I guess, and uh, seen it progress from just a. Uh, a podcast off of smashboys.com and then evolve into its own entity and uh, transform in different ways uh, with the fan base that uh, grows at different times depending on the most interesting things that have happened to us over the years. Um, so I chime in when I can and uh, let's go over to more informed guest. Use more informed, very lightly. <laughs> uh, I'm Luke, better known as Cyberlink. I'm the hopeless fanboy who mooches off their popularity. And uh, I joined on the uh, site as uh, admin, more or less when we split off about that time. I won a contest to get on, and now they can't get rid of me. Like, I'm not, I forgot to tell you guys, but I'm actually moving into the trunk of your car. Oh, excellent. Fun. Okay, excellent. So, since Show Me News did start off with just, uh, with Brawl Lady, what? Viking Hat is right in the way of the video. It's fine. It's cool. I, I, I dig the Viking hat. Yeah, that's awesome. I have awesome. one seat and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it's all well, uh, it's just like, Evans look really weird. Yeah. Uh, as I said, well, you know, Show Me News did start with, you know, Super Smash Brothers Brawl news, but once, you know, the game did release, uh, we decided to move on to bigger, better things, and, um, you know, we decided to cover, you know, gaming news. It, Led to me earlier this summer, you know, having the, the wonderful opportunity to go out to the Electronic Entertainment Expo out in Los Angeles, California, where um, I got to do amazing things such as attend uh, the Nintendo conference, which was, if you're a Nintendo fan, it was far and away the best thing that you could ever imagine. Um, Keep reminding us. Yeah, I, I have, it was, yes, exactly. Yeah, you get to try things like you know, the Nintendo 3DS which uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. 
basically want to outline this, uh, this panel, but we've only got like 40 minutes left or so. Um, so basically want to give, we already gave a little bit of a podcast session. We want to talk about how to actually run a podcast, because some of you may be interested in, you know, talking about things online, just, you know, impromptu, even with your friends. And it may not necessarily be about video games. It could be about, you know, your favorite anime and, you know, the episode might have just came out or the latest manga chapters, and you wanted to break it down and dissect it with your friends. All the more power to you. We want to give a little bit of background on how to actually podcast. Um, then we want to do a little bit of, you know, what actually makes our show. We talk about what we're playing, what the latest games we're playing, and a what are you playing section. And then we talk about the latest gaming headlines. Um, for today, we're going to talk a little about, you know, our thoughts on the Nintendo 3DS. It's going to be a major, major, uh, you know, technology uh, bit coming this March from the U.S. And also there's a recent announcement that uh, two of, you know, the greatest, I would say, you know, handheld uh, puzzle games of sorts are supposedly going to be merging together with Professor Layton and the Ace Attorney franchise um, will be coming into Japan. We'll talk about the possibilities with that and um, if it will come to U.S. And then also there may have been rumors you've been seeing online a picture of the PlayStation phone. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it to that. And then we'll, we actually have some uh, some Q and A on the, at the end. But we really appreciate. We I first want to thank you for those of you who actually are here. You could have gone to the Ambrose How to Con panel, which is Ambrose. They do a great job with all the stuff they do. So for you to come to, I would be there. If I was <laughs> well, thanks. You give a great <laughs> support. There's another one. But but uh, you know to, to come see a panel about a podcast that does video games to hear you know people talk about video games and to share your passion with it and also to learn about I guess the art of podcasting it's it, it's it's very humbling so um, you know how to podcast um, first you obviously need a microphone not not only this microphone you want like probably like a desktop microphone this is a little over the top the snowball microphone here. Um, this one here is it's a nice Logitech boom microphone for about 30 bucks. Works really well for USB. Um, basically, then you want to have you know, Skype if you want to have a guest. That's pretty straightforward. Um, although, if you do have a USB microphone like this, it may be difficult to record uh, both ends of the conversation with you and your guest. So, you know, the podcast show me news says you know had you know different uh, you know configurations right here right now. So we started with it was just me. I scripted the entire podcast about Smash Brothers Brawl news and ranted and raved, and then I had a friend who uh, went to the University of Michigan as well, and that's when it actually started to go from there. And then we had, you know, guests uh, from time to time, like Cyberlink here, actually. Yes, and like I said, I just sort of showed up. <laughs> they've had trouble getting rid of me ever since. Uh, I got on by uh, winning a contest. That's one thing I will give Showmaker's credit for, is that you are very involved with your fan base. You very regularly will look for contributors from your regular listeners. And it's very refreshing to see a podcast that uh, really is in tune with its uh, listener base. So. so, yeah, that's something that uh, I'd like to say that we do pretty well is um, not only you know, present the news in a, a nice informative way, um, have a good setup about it, but um, we involve the fan base, um, anyone who's listening as well. We give them a chance to get involved with the show as well. Uh, I had a section um, in Brawl's time called Brawl Viewpoints, um, where uh, any kind of listener gets to record their own MP3 or something and send it into the podcast that can get played um, during the final recording, whether whatever they want to talk about, a possible new uh, you know, feature in the game that they would be hoping to see. Um, we had someone who 
uh, basically predicted the stage builder um, feature, which was kind of interesting. So basically, different topics that listeners like you in the audience uh, would want to talk about, we give you a chance to voice your opinion on the podcast as well. Um, we also have our own forums where uh, other fans get to talk and discuss and all, and um, you know, other opportunities. We, uh, as Luke said here, that we um, have set up a couple contests uh, for people to um, express themselves even further um, through Show Me Your News. So I'd like to say that we um, give a couple opportunities to get people involved. It's not just us talking. We try to get other people involved in what we're saying too. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely one of the, the keys to if you're going to you know, start a podcast. I, I would recommend you know starting through a, a local forum that you frequent. Um, you have already have an established community like we did with uh, Smashboards.com. You know, make a thread, say that you know you're going to be doing a podcast. You know, give the updates there. It's an easy way to start out. You can you know work through like a media fire kind of thing for your episode uploads. I mean, once you start actually you know going through iTunes and the like, it's optimal to have your own web space, but not everyone has that kind of thing. So, I, and like they were saying, you know, to, to communicate with the fan base and to be really open with them, it's, you know, a lot of, you know, big podcasts like, you know, the One Up Show or other kind of, you know, shows that are really up there and they do an amazing job, but I guess they don't really listen to, like, the little guy. And it may be because, you know, they have, you know, thousands and thousands of listeners, but when you're starting a show on your own, be it about video games or about anime or the like, uh, to listen to the little guy really makes them, you know, feel important. And we even have two uh, two of our devoted fans. We got Super and Tony Th. So I want to give them I want to give them a special thanks for actually coming out here to Yomakan. So aside from how to, I was thinking of like other, you know, tips for success. Um, Yep, well that's, you know, for, if you have your own web space to set up an RSS feed to go through iTunes, definitely requires a, you know, stable web space. Um, part of our podcast history is that when, you know, the podcast really expanded, you know, for, you know, post-release of uh, Smash Bros. Brawl, um, Major League Gaming, or some of you may know as MLG, the uh, popular game tournament um, company or organization, uh, bought out the forum that we were a part of and they changed all their servers so the files that we had were they kind of were broken and we lost most of our fan base on iTunes so we're building it back on uh, showmeyournews.com at the moment um, so I wanted to give you know for most of this panel I wanted to give like a general idea of what a podcast of ours is like for those that are you know, you know potential listeners of the story and it would really start with the the what are you playing section you know we start the show we introduce the guests I Sword Hunter, hi Cyberlink, uh, I'm showing you news. We obviously have a more professional intro like that. And I actually do have a co-host um, named The Buzzsaw, but he's out in Idaho. So I want to give a, you know, a shout out to him because plane tickets are pretty expensive. So we'd start with the what are you playing section. And I'd say, you know, I personally am, am playing Borderlands. It's been something I've been you know, playing for the past few weeks. I picked up the Game of the Year edition. I highly recommend it. It came out a couple weeks ago. It's not only got the first game, but all the downloadable content that it's been released. So you're talking like maybe like 40 additional dollars of content bundled in like a $60 game out for a PlayStation 3, 360, which I have it for, and PC. Um, really, it's, you know, it blends, for those that don't know what Borderlands is, it blends the uh, first-person shooter style gameplay with uh, RPG, kind of like a loot sort of thing. So you're, you're taking down enemies, uh, you have challenges to complete, gain experience, and 
new, with new levels come with all new experience. I mentioned on a previous episode that it, it's kind of like Mass Effect in a way. Mass Effect, that's a game that's really close to your heart. Um, where, you know, it's, except that's a third person shooter sort of style. So where, you know, you're gaining experience and uh, getting those power-ups. Aside from that, um, I'm still playing a little bit of Kirby's Epic Yarn. I know the game is adorable. If you, have, if you haven't tried it for the Nintendo Wii, you can't be angry or sad or playing it. It's all happy. It's, I tried. You did? I tried. Well, what do you think of Kirby's Epic Yarn? Uh, I've only gotten to play a little bit so far, but for the maybe half hour I enjoyed it, I made a valiant effort to try and be a sour, angry person. It, it didn't work. It's hopeless. Is there anything else that you've been playing as particularly? Um, there's two games that I've really been playing lately. One very old, one very new. Uh, the newer one I've been playing, uh, I said on a previous pod, last time I was on the podcast, that I had no intention of getting a PSP unless somebody gave me one. Well, guess what? Somebody gave me one. And, uh, yeah. Something like that. And uh, right now I'm actually in the middle of playing Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which is, uh, for the Metal, obviously the Metal Gear fans know, Metal Gear is sort of divided into two different timelines, the Big Boss timeline and the Solid Snake timeline. And this is sort of at the tail end of the Big Boss story, right after Snake Eater and Portal Ops. And uh, I've been really enjoying it so far. It's working really helps to uh, progress the uh, story Metal Gear. And I do like the mission-based structure. I kind of miss the sort of open-world feel the old Metal Gear's had, but I do like the mission structure. It's nice to be able to just go back and replay segments without having to start the game over again. And I'm really eager to see where it goes from here. But the older game I'm playing, with all the news about uh, Mega Man Legends 3 coming out for 3DS, which I am very excited about, I actually decided to uh, go back and replay the uh, previous Legends game. So I've already finished Legends 100%, Misadventures Tron Bond 100%, now I'm working on uh, Legends 2. I'm, I think I'm getting close to the end. Like, I've just gotten the fourth key, so I'm getting up there. And I would say that those games are definitely very much worth playing if you can track them down. I'm, eager to see them get re-released on PSN, which I hear Capcom's working on. And I'm hoping that any smidges out there will take advantage of that and uh, give it a try once they bring it out. When did those Legends game come out? Uh, Legends 2 came out in, I want to say December of 2000. Okay. I, I know sometime in late 2000, I can't remember the exact one. last decade or so. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I'm playing Legends 1 Legends 2 back to back. It is ridiculous how much everything, presentation-wise, improves between the two games. It's not even funny, man. It's ridiculous. I'm curious what you think about uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, and like the difference between playing, you know, a Metal Gear Solid game on a, a PlayStation 2 as opposed to, you know, the PSP. And I heard that, you know, I, I personally don't own a PSP. That's, that's my gripe. Um, I heard that like Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is just like a huge time sink. I wondered, you know, what you thought of that. Absolutely, like, uh, just going back to uh, replay missions, try to get better rankings, there's a ton of stuff to unlock. The campaign itself is very, very long, plus there's a lot of uh, other stuff you can do with the acquisition and uh, distribution of all your troops, trying to sort of manage Outer Heaven and build it into this massive uh, sort of corporation to be able to, as a result, improve your own stats. So, just that sort of like RPG style building element is very cool. And I was very sort of worried that the controls wouldn't work on PSP as well as they want on PS2, but for what it is, I think they do a very good job of it. 
it translates well. And uh, Sword Hunter, what have you been playing? Oh boy, um, I gotta say I'm still stuck on uh, Halo Reach. I mean, I can't, I can't put it down. <laughs> See someone waiting uh, back there. Yes, another one. Um, unfortunately, I, I haven't had too much time overall to play, but uh, there's a lot to do in that game. I like the challenges um, aspect that they have. Like it keeps uh, bringing you back into the game with new things to do, um, mostly online um, and other uh, obviously achievements to do. So I, I, just, I like what they're doing with the game. I mean, it's Basically, a final Halo game. The um, present presentation is really uh, was well done, and uh, um, obviously, it's going to uh, keep bringing me back and playing that. Um, I did just buy uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum used, finally, finally, uh, and it took me long enough. So once I get some time on my hands, uh, originally it was. Get it for used for thirteen bucks. I, I can't complain. I was waiting for um, some good deal, basically, to pick it up, and uh, finally came along. So I'm going to be um, enjoying that once I get some time in my hands, which is easy to come by these days with school. Um, but you know, uh, when you can, it's I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I've, I've heard so many good things about it, um, presentation-wise, graphics, gameplay, um, other different modes that they have in there. Uh, other challenges, uh, collection-wise, I think it's it's going to be fantastic. Um, and of course, I'm looking forward to the second game once I finish. City. Yeah. I'd actually say Arkham Asylum is the best Metal Gear game this generation <laughs> because of all the stealth and all that. Yeah. It does a better, better job than Metal Gear does. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so after you know we discuss what we've been playing recently for the past couple of weeks, we like to break in you know to the because we do a bi-weekly show. Uh, I think that's another thing that you know for podcasting you want to keep your show on a schedule. And for the, the during the Super Smash Bros. Brawlies, we did weekly shows, which is uh, which is very challenging. But I think you know it helps you know a, a pattern that you really stick to and really don't stray away from. It really uh, you know, defines that listener base and you really depend on when you get new shows. But uh, as far as you know. What we do for now, for every other week, is we you know look at the, the latest gaming headlines from the past couple of weeks. And um, well, I, I first want to talk about you know a game, and not really. It's going to be a game system that's really close to my heart because, like I mentioned, I did go to E3 and get to try it. It's Nintendo 3DS. And uh, for those that haven't heard about it, picture you know you know Nintendo DS. It's pretty standard. You got the you know, clamshell sort of graphics with touchscreen on the bottom and uh, you know, DS on the top. Not DS, just a, a, a wider screen. Wider screen on top. But um, the key is with the 3DS is that it's three-dimensional graphics. Like if you're actually sitting in a movie theater with you know with all the glasses on, like you're sitting to watch Avatar, except this uh, you know your, your handheld gaming system, your graphics are actually popping out at you without glasses. So it's it's going to be pretty incredible. I got to I was blown away when I got to try try all, all the different tech demos in the head. I think another thing is going to be the uh, the game library for the 3DS is going to be incredible. Not only do you have Nintendo, you know, bringing their top titles like you know they're bringing back a remake of Ocarina of Time from The Legend of Zelda in 3D. Uh, you're going to have your Mario Kart, your Paper Mario, Nintendogs. Um, yeah, you got Professor Layton, even games where it's going to be like My Garden, and you get to take care of a garden and look at it in 3D. Even things like that. Um, it's going to be coming out on uh, February 26th in Japan, and probably will be coming out around March in the U.S. And I, I wanted to get you guys' opinion from like, you know, look, you guys were very diligent looking at E3 
and the news and all that, seeing all the different conferences. When you saw the 3DS and like all the different news um, as popular, what did you guys think about it? Well, overall, Nintendo had far and away the best um, conference overall. Um, you know, Microsoft had you know, a couple announcements that weren't really any great kind of news. Uh, they were trying to push Connect, which they had already talked about the, the night prior, and uh, that just like overall wasn't very impressive. Sony's was more. Um, I mean, they announced a couple um, kind of new titles and all, which was interesting. I think Microsoft was more like a a, a business conference. And uh, Sony did a better job um, of actually presenting some gaming news, but Nintendo far and away had um, the best conference in terms of what their audience was looking for. Uh, they announced um, all of their, basically their first party major titles that got people excited about what Nintendo was bringing to the table. And uh, they just capped it off with um, the 3DS, which is going to be amazing hardware. Um, it's totally going to revamp what handheld gaming is going to be like, how Sony is pushing to do 3D on the console scale, how they're going to have, you know, you need your 3D ready TV with DLTP, you're going to need glasses for each person, uh, you're going to need, you know, also move controllers that they're pushing for each person, which you're running, that's going to be $100 uh, total with the uh, navigation controller. Um, but handheld 3D gaming without glasses is, um, it, it's just, blowing whatever Sony has to the table out of the water. Um, they're still going to I mean, try to compete, but overall, like, what Nintendo keeps innovating, and what they're doing is, it's a really good job in doing so. Um, the game library, uh, in addition to their first party um, console and first party titles, uh, they're also getting incredible third party support. Um, so, overall, like, they're still, you know, they're bringing like all they have to the table, and it's really impressive. And Nintendo is also, you know, improving their online system. They're, you know, trying to support a feature where, you know, they seem like the 3DS is always connected. You know, you're always, you know, seem to be downloading new material. You're always, you know, connecting to new players with uh, some sort of tag mode. Yeah. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4 from Capcom, which is, you know, a surprisingly accurate uh, port from the console games. You know, it's, uh, they're going to be featuring a tag mode where, you know, you're going to pass you know, a player that doesn't even necessarily have, um, forget the heavy base here, doesn't even necessarily have the actual uh, game in the, the device, and you're going to be, you know, pitted against matches with each other, just in the blink of an eye. I mean, you can even imagine for a future Pokemon game, for those that are a fan of that franchise, if you just pass by them and, you know, your monsters battle it out without even noticing, and you get results, I mean, the potential is amazing, especially when you consider you know, how feeble, by comparison, you know, the Wii and DS's online capacities are. Um, currently, the Nintendo 3DS is slated for a price in Japan that's 250,000 yen, uh, which, with the current uh, exchange rate, it comes up to about $300. So people are thinking, well, does that actually mean it's going to be $300 here? Um, the thing is, when both the uh, Nintendo Wii and the Sony PSP were first launched, well, those also had prices of $250,000. And then they uh, ended up launching for, for $250 and uh, $199, respectively, for Wii and PSP. Um, so that's another thing that we have to take into consideration. Honestly, whatever it is, from what I saw at the show, I, I honestly, the, fir the first time the graphics actually came out of me without glasses, I gasped. And it's to have that kind of visceral reaction at a video game, it's astonishing. And part of Nintendo's you know, really intelligent uh, marketing is that 
you don't know what it's like until you actually see, you know, like the demo, probably your local GameStop, your local Best Buy. And then once you see it, you're going to be amazed you don't want to put down anything that you want on for it. Do you have any additional thoughts on the 3DS? Uh, my additional thought is that if this thing is coming out in March, then that's coming out the same time as Marvel vs. Capcom. I don't know which I'm going to fanboy over more. <laughs> but uh, I am very much in support of the 3DS, especially their part about uh, not having to use 3D glasses, because I don't know about you guys, but when I have to do this, I am well aware of the fact that I look like a complete total idiot. And I would rather not have to wear these things anytime I want to use the effects. So hey, man, they're doing you know black and white style sun, not black, but just black style sunglasses with the current 3D. I don't know about those red and white ones. They came with Arkham Asylum. Don't judge me. Okay. Do you think you look more like a fool with the 3D glasses on or playing Connect? I'll get back to you on this one. That's a good point. Uh, well, still though, I am very much in support of 3DS, especially the game library, obviously all the Nintendo ones you mentioned, but there's also a lot of third-party support we've got, uh, like Metal Gear, that's going to be a huge one. I'm looking at ones like Snake Eater and Tales of the Abyss, and I'm thinking, these are PS2 games, and they're translating down to a DS system with no loss of quality. In fact, some of them actually look better. So. I am honestly amazed every time I see the screenshot. I'm very, very eager to see how the system develops and where things go from here. What were the controls like? For what? Uh, for like the different demos that you had at E3. Well, a lot of them were just, you know, demos. Like, you didn't really have much interactivity with them, but you just, you controlled the camera. And so you got to, you know, use the slide pad, which I gotta say, the slide pad for Nintendo and having an analog stick is amazingly smooth. But the way they had a lot of the demos set up is that, you know, you just controlled the camera and you got to see a lot of the depth, uh, which was really nice. I mean, some of the, uh, the other features that they had were like the 3D camera, because the 3DS has, you know, two cameras, kind of like, a, you know, eyes, Know, distance away from each other, so you can take a camera with the 3DS and you know have your friend do like a cool action pose, like punch. And with the uh, with the 3D camera, you can actually see those pictures back in 3D. Also, you have like augmented reality cards uh, where you know, put them on a table and do different you know, games that you know, use the camera in real time, and it's you know, a game using the uh, augmented virtual reality. I mean, really, really cool stuff, and it's it's going to be really amazing. I want to talk about. Not just you know the 3DS and you had you know, a little Kinect demonstration there, but getting back to like you know the latest gaming news, which is what we do here for the gaming podcast, show me your news, um, is you know the Professor Layton and Ace Attorney crossover that has just been announced recently uh, for Level Five and Capcom teaming up with two of you know the uh, the biggest you know, puzzle and uh, puzzle game sort of franchises. Uh, well, I mean, aside from, you know, Pokemon for being yeah, like a DS, but they're definitely out there. And as far as third party goes for, for uh, Nintendo, I mean, it's really amazing. Um, so it's going to be coming out in Japan. It hasn't been announced for a North, North American release. And this is where, you know, the fan bases are going to be, you know, chopping at the bit to get this out. They had a trailer, and, you know, it was you know, subbed a couple of days in English. Uh, what did you think about the trailer? Um, I am very excited. The trailer particularly sort of pushed me over the edge where I was just like, I need this game now. Nintendo Capcom, please take my money. I don't want my wallet anymore here. Uh, but I've been waiting for Animated Phoenix Wright for so long. That enough was enough. 
managed to uh, push me over the edge. But I'm very excited about this game. I'm eager to see how they mix the two gameplay styles. Like, it's possible they may like have you collecting evidence by solving puzzles and then using that in courtroom sequences. But I do like how it seems like uh, they're not pushing this just like the crossover game. Like, they just randomly throw in verses for that bit. It's like, Lathan and Phoenix seem to actually like hate each other. And I'm eager to see sort of how those two sort of, uh, their personalities feed off of each other and how it helps to uh, progress the story. I don't know about hate, they kind of show a little disdain, but I would say They sort of on opposite sides, didn't they? Well, they do sort of opposite sides, but like every, every line of dialogue, dialogue, it sounds like they're sort of trying to undermine the other. Like, I, I don't like that guy in Silk Hat, or just because he's a lawyer doesn't mean he knows everything. You know, so for Professor Layton, you have obviously games that are a point-click adventure that you solve your puzzles. And Ace Attorney, on the other hand, you use you know logic and deductive reasoning to actually you know solve court cases. So, I mean, we had a couple of people on our forums who you know weren't too sure like how the crossover could make. And I think that would be a very interesting possibility. Um, what do you think about you know? Because you've played more Phoenix Wright games. I've played Phoenix Wright, and I'm getting into Professor Layton. You've played both. Okay. Especially regarding Phoenix Wright, because you know we're kind of doing the whole cosplay thing, like Phoenix Wright. Um, what do you think about like the limitation with just uh, you know, Phoenix and Maya in the, the game? Well, I mean, it's not going to be as uh, much of a, like a canon um, kind of game. Like Phoenix Wright tries to bring in back, bring back old characters from past games and get them back involved in current cases. So you're not really going to get that with this game. Um, it's just going to be more about the gameplay and like the story and the, the crossover that they're doing. So I don't think it's really going to be a limitation for the franchise um, not to have those characters. It's going to be different, sure, but there are going to be other characters to fill in the gaps. So uh, you're not going to have that nostalgia factor, um, but it's, it's making up for it in different ways. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing like, how, especially like the gameplay, is going to mix together. Because um, they're both you know, fantastic on their own, but people are skeptical of how do you combine the two safely and uh, how do you take equal portions from both franchises um, and just have them work together. Phoenix Wright uh, has fantastic music that is iconic to the series. So um, my question is how are they going to represent that with not, and without uh, um, stepping on uh, Professor Layton's toes too much? Like is the music going to lean more towards um, the Ace Attorney series? Or like, is it going to be balanced? Um, how those nuances are going to work themselves out is what are what people are most worried about. Other than you know getting it at least in the first place. I mean, it, it definitely involves. You know, it's probably not going to be a kind of canon thing because you're taking two you know franchises and just throwing them in the wall. That was something that you know, people were a little confused by. It's, you're basically just taking the franchises and like setting them in a whole entirely different world. That, like, it's a different time, like, different... Like, it's yeah. kind of like a mid medieval sort of... Yeah, I don't know how they figured out time travel. I want to kind of figure that out. <laughs> I, I did notice that uh, they're using uh, Phoenix pre-Apollo Justice era, and they're also using uh, the version of Layton and Luke from uh, the fourth game and on, which has not yet been released in the States, so... It's clear that timeline doesn't mean too much, and they're just sort of pulling them from uh, wherever to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we got about, what, 
let's see, 15 minutes left in our panel. So like, let's go on to the, the other topic we wanted to cover. Some of you may have been, you know, seeing this blowing up the Twitterverse, as it were. The PlayStation phone. Um, now, honestly, I, I have not, you know, I, I saw the picture, and it's a Sony Ericsson phone where it slides open much like my own personal. Uh, so. I think it was the bump. Well, yeah, it may be debunked, and you know, they may, it may just be, you know, Sony doing damage control. You never really know. Um, so, I wanted to talk about it, like, as if it were actually happening, because this isn't the first time that, you know, gaming, you know, gaming companies have actually talked about venturing into the phone market, because Apple is making a killing, combining their phone on AT&T, and hopefully, eventually, Verizon, <laughs> with uh, what their, you know, iOS is. There was, there even rumors when Nintendo with it. 3DS was going to be coming out. Is it going to be a Nintendo phone? Are they going to, you know, join with like T-Mobile or something like that? And to see Sony with an Ericsson, that kind of phone, you know, have some sort of you know, gaming. I want to ask you, sorry, like, is it more confusing that they're actually, if this is true, because there is the possibility of it could be a shop job and all that, if they wanted to get into the phone industry, phone slash gaming, is it more confusing that they're actually making this move with the phone with, you know, possible PSP2 and they're trying to push 3D and they're trying to push move and all that? Is it more confusing that they would actually go to the phone now or that they're trying to compete with Apple? Um, you know, it's hard to say. Like, I saw the picture and I was very, very skeptical. Like, I'm thinking, oh God, another engage, just what we need. Uh, but I... I don't know. I mean, it's clearly, if this is true, this is clearly a bid to uh, compete with Apple for their market share, right? Obviously, Sony's been trying to compete with the PSP, with Nintendo, for five, six years now, and they've more or less lost that war, so they, it looks like they might actually be trying to sort of shift their uh, sort of focus and see if they can strike while the iron's hot while phone gaming is still more or less as you can see. Like, aside from iPhone, there hasn't been a whole lot of successful examples of mobile gaming. So it's very possible that this is their new plan, that they do want to sort of capitalize on that. But, you know, time will tell if this does eventually come out. I just think they'd be stretching themselves too thin. Like if they try to venture into the phone market, which of course Apple has on the block um, with the iPhone. It's as far as gaming goes. Well, as far as gaming goes, yes. Um, they, they just don't need to. They already have their, they're working on the handheld front with the PSP and then coming up with multiple versions of the PSP and uh, just keep revamping their design there. But they don't need to go into the phone market to, to try to fight gaming. Like it's, I, I think they're just fighting war on too many fronts. If they're trying to really push 3D, and then if they're also working on the handheld front, to go into uh, the phone and you know, uh, join a, uh, a provider, it's just, it's not something that I really see as like a viable option, business-wise. Well, that, that brings up a question, like, do you think that they would be doing this phone as like a separate third pillar, like Nintendo originally planned with the three with the uh, DS versus the Game Boy, or do you think that this phone would basically replace the PSP2 as their new handle or handle just full thing? I, I would think that they would have to replace the PSP. I mean, PSP has had decent sales. 
overall. Like, and they've been trying to expand on what the PS4 do. Uh, they have like Skype capability with the most recent one. So like, they have been expanding what the, their handhelds can do. So I, I suppose that um, it is possible to then add you know, like a phone feature to it. But then they would have to completely drop the PlayStation Portable line. Uh, they can't keep both um, running at the same time. It's just not going to be, you know, it's not going to work even for Sony. And they might somehow find one. Yeah, Nintendo, but they're not going to do it. They, they, they focus on what they do best. That's part of the confusing thing, too, because, again, we're talking about this like, as if it's a rumor and, you know, that Sony's trying to do maybe damage control by you know, debunking it and say, oh, we don't comment on rumors and all that. But you also have rumors flying about, about the PSP, too. About how it's you know a slide, it's got dual analogs, and it's you know they're trying to you know mimic like HD again, like it's it's the rumor mill. And when you do a podcast like this, when you have to have topics like every couple weeks, you gotta take like anything you can get. Really. You visit like, you know, the gaming blogs because you know you're not actually media, so you can't really like you know go report on your own story. So the gaming blogs are really helpful, and you gotta like, part of you know when we were talking about Super Smash Bros. Brawl in the early days about this podcast. It was just, you know, you get little tidbits from, you know, the director of Masahiro Sakura. And, it, you know, what you know, fans like to call mindless speculation was, you know, just part of the fun when you're, you're just talking about it with friends. And, I mean, with podcasting, whether you're talking about gaming or anime, part of the enjoyable part is that you're talking with friends, and it really doesn't seem like a job. I mean, yes, it's part of a job to actually record it, and get it out online, and, my goodness, all the technical difficulties that you have. Because, you know... When you when you live stream to you know, you know it's, oh yeah, I mean part of you know when you uh, build an optimal uh, you know fan experience you want to do all your thing whether it's you know live stream episodes or you know get them out as soon as you record them stuff like that um, but really the, the main part is that you want it to be fun if you're going to continue it for you know three years like we have done for this podcast it's got to be fun and it's got to be enjoyable um, we're running at less than ten minutes. Uh, the Show Me Your News Gaming Podcast and you panel, so we wanted to open up to some you know, question and answer. Any topics regarding video games or you know, podcasts that you had? Love to feel any questions you had. Or we can keep talking, it's cool. You got one? Um, so you got play PC consoles and all that, right? Yeah. So, have any of y'all played New Vegas yet? Okay. Um, so the question is, you know, we play PC consoles, and you played uh, Fallout New Vegas. I personally haven't. Um, you know what? I actually heard that it's unfortunately really buggy at this point in time. But uh, you know, I, I think for Fallout fans to get into that you know retro style of Vegas and you know, build upon that gameplay is is much better. Fallout is one of those games I definitely have to get into, and New Vegas is definitely one of those you know, big releases that I mean, I hear you're doing really well. And uh, in their defense, Fallout 3 fans are used to bugs by now, so I I'm just saying. But I'm waiting on a copy to be sent to me from Gamefly. Hopefully, we'll probably be here by the time the con's over, so very fortunate timing. What did you think about it? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh -huh. it was, uh, they added a lot, a lot more stuff you can do on the side. Like, because I, I haven't even completed the game yet. I've been playing for a week now. Oh, wow. So, um, how many hours do you think you've been putting into it? It shouldn't have a problem. 30, 40 hours. Wow. They, they put a lot of drive force you can do. Mm -hmm. Just one up to the 
prior dish for me, or this water mission, you sitting there just trying to store, running people come like, hey, can I come in? This guy got to tell you, hey, you make sure you check with the weapons and stuff. And it's just, a lot of people will go complain about it. How like, a lot of people say they like fall three bad. But it's, it's almost the same thing. More. Do you prefer do you prefer the game to overhaul all three at this point in time, or is that hard to tell since you have the It's hard to tell because okay. their hardcore mode is a little bit broken. Because no, their 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 new thing they added damage threshold. Okay. It's kind of stupid. I mean <laughs> If I can't kill a rat scorpion with a flamethrower, what can I kill? Yeah. Well, I mean, those are things you can work out in patch, man. I'm, I'm glad you're playing it. It looks like it's one of those games that they, they put a lot of time into it, and especially to, to build off a game with you know such a tall order like Fallout 3. That's that's that really is a tall order. Um, it's something that we didn't talk about before. Um, overall, like with podcasting and interviews. Um, that and with the podcast, you get the opportunity, um, especially over Skype, to um, get other people onto the podcast, whether they have any kind of uh, you know name on the internet, um, and uh, you know get their opinions and um, open up to you know, new fan bases as well. You've had um, on the podcast uh, uh, animated voice actor Ego Raptor and Tomomoto. Um, you've had uh, yeah uh, Kerbifer, who is Chris Kerbifer AOC. Was actually going to be here at Gilmore College. Probably somewhere around. Uh, you got an interview from him in like March '09. Uh, also with Rena Chen and uh, Callum Stamp, who have uh, done uh, a few voice works as well. So I mean, like there are opportunities through podcasts as well to uh, get some interviews with some pretty cool people. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask for sure. Um, other, any other questions out there? Sure. I have some questions. All right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the first question is, you know, what kind of audio interface do we use to record? Um, I think when you're recording on Skype, it's easier that your sound card has a stereo mix option, and that really depends on, you know, having, you know, unfortunately not a microphone like this. I had, you know, originally when I was just recording by myself, I had a really nice, like, studio microphone. It was like an M Audio Nova, it was $90, and it was amazing. Um, but, you know, when it, when it, it was like a, an actual XLR input, it was a whole separate device altogether. Um, I think when you're recording a podcast, it's really easy just like, to get like a headset that plugs in your uh, line-in microphone jack, and then with like the stereo mix feature on your uh, your sound card, it just you press record. And as long as you make sure that you know both sides are balanced, it makes it really easy to record. You can bump it up later if you want to, but it really makes for minimal editing. I, I wouldn't say Audacity is a great. Um, Audio editor. I mean, well, we're just using it to record, but I mean, I have you know a multitude of programs to edit. You use you know, Pro Tools, which is you know kind of top of the line. There's like Adobe Audition or Soundbooth or whatever the version they have. You can use something cheap. It was like a, it's a German company. It's like Magic Audio Studio Seven. I, you can really use like anything that to edit it together and you know make a really really nice product and uh, put it out in MP3 and. Put it up online. Uh, your second question is: Then try any uh, driving games at E3? The newer ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I, I did see the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit demo, it looked amazing. The one that I did try regarding like the racing sim, I did try uh, the 3D uh, Gran Turismo 5 demo. And uh, well, it was an unfortunate story with that because, you know, I waited in line for the 3D mode and, you know, we put on the glasses they had, you know, about 10 setups of like the actual, you know, where you sit in the seat and you got the driving. It's a really like high-tech uh, driving sort of simulation, uh, simulation sort of setup. And uh, I wanted to try the Top Gear test track, right? Because if you've seen the show, you, know, you love the fact that it's in that game. Uh, so, you know, I fired up, I picked like a Ferrari Enzo, and then I get her in on the track, and I hit the first turn, and the game freezes and kicks me back to the main menu. I'm like, okay, well, uh, maybe it's the car. So I tried a Lamborghini Gallardo, and I go back in the same track, and the same curve, it, it kicks me out. So, I, I mean, and then I had to try like a different track. And like if you've never like done the, the power slides and all that, I'm one of those actual, you know, racing sort of sims, like you do you do horribly. I, I I really enjoyed like the gameplay, but if I were to actually drive, that would be nice. Um I, I you know, tried a little bit of Tiger Woods. Um and you know with the move it really makes a difference. Uh you're talking about sports games. They had a well, NHL slap shot, which looks a little interesting with the uh the weird mode and um, and any other the new games? I mean, a lot of the the fan base that you know, I cater to is really a Nintendo base. So I've tried a ton of the, uh, the Nintendo games. You know, Other M was out there at the time. Uh, I really enjoyed Sonic Colors and um, <laughs> big on Sonic Colors. I want the hat. The hat. The pre-order bonus. Um, and I, my, the game I'm most looking forward to that I tried there is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, that's, it's, it's, I mean, it was only an E3 build at the time, and they were only you know, not even 50% done, but the work they're putting in that game is going to be fantastic. Okay, if you didn't say it, absolutely didn't. We got that front. Yeah, we'll take one more question. How long does it take one green character? Okay. One dream character that hasn't been announced. Captain Falcon. Me, I've got three Marvel characters. Uh, I, I think he's going to stick all of us. Kind of keeping up on um, who could possibly be. Um, well, there's always the joke of Phoenix, right? Which is you know, hilarious, but that's just not going to work. Um, yeah. And I, I haven't been following the game too much, and uh, I don't have any, too many personal like favorites that I'm hoping to get in. Um, so I'm, I'm just gonna have to divert the question. Sorry, I don't really have anything to go on. My favorite X-Men is Gambit. I unfortunately think that he's already been deconfirmed, as we call it. <sighs> but I would really like Gambit to be in the game. And you know, Phoenix Wright, I'll, I'll, I'll play that card. Uh, you know, even what if you had to pick like Francesca Von Karma. <laughs> Um, but uh, if I had you know, one drink here, it would, it would be it, to be honest. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, Capcom, no question. Mike Hacker, Final Fight. There is no reason he should not have been in any of the previous games. We don't need Zangief. We need a real American hero. We just need Hagger pile driving anything he sees into the ground. And I will do it. I will send my team to all Hagger and I will demolish anybody I see online. This is my plan and I'm sticking to it. As for Marvel, um, uh, 
I can't think of anybody. Let's just say Howard the Duck and leave it at that. Howard the Duck. There's that, uh, there's like the yeah, League Roster. Yeah, yeah, the League Roster. That's, you know, Mike. Actually, better idea. Stanley. Stanley. Lee. He's got to make a candy. Right. Candy. <laughs> Did you have one in particular? Uh, I don't see Ultron. Marvel. Ooh, Ultron. Good pick. Very good pick. Uh, uh, I kind of like to see uh, Firebrand. Oh, Red Armor. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Isn't that another one that yeah, is on the, he's on the supposed league? He's on the supposed league. We'll see if that's true. Yeah, there you go. Cross the fingers. Um, we got to wrap it up. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. You, you could have gone to Hotakon too, and Embro really does a great job. I can't say enough. Go to their other panels for sure. But uh, yeah, but you know, if you have any questions, feel free to talk to us after the panel. We'd love to meet you and uh, say hi. This is. Uh, Show Me Your News, gaming, podcasting, and of course, make sure you go to uh, showmeyournews.com to uh, join our forums, download our other episodes, get all your latest gaming news and whatnot. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. SMYN stands for Show Me Your News. And I'm Yoko, Sword Hunter, Cyberlink, and we're up. Thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs>